Hello. Hello and welcome to the show. This is the Whatever Happened podcast with Ben and Bex. This is where we delve into the recent past to discover what happened to the things that we used to love. Now this week we are talking about literature. We're talking literature. We're having a literary half an hour. Now, not like, you know, Jane Austen and... No. <laughs> And Charles Dickens, like the only two authors I could think of. I think we know what happened to them. And also, we're thinking more about, you know, things from our childhood, from the 90s. So we're talking about books from the 90s. Um, So I want to kick things off with um, Goosebumps. Yes. (laughs) Do you remember... Did you have a collection of Goosebumps? I I did not because I'm not good at scary things, but we had them in the school library and I did read a lot of them. They had like different coloured covers. I remember I did like a picture in the middle of them and the stories were like, the twin who was also evil, stuff like that. (laughs) Do you know, actually, yeah, I'm going to come on to it in a bit. It's like one of the things I loved about Goosebumps was the titles and uh, everything that kind of went along in that genre. But um, I just want to, so they were written by R.L. Stein. Yes, which is, is like, person's real name yeah he's called robert stein, stein because stein like frankenstein it just fits so perfectly exactly in the exactly genre. well um he was he also went because he wrote he didn't just write goosebumps right you'll be shocked to hear yeah. um he wrote um 19 of the point horror series <gasps> point horror yes well. i used to like point horror actually. i didn't were, read point horror it was like the older version of, yeah. of goosebumps yeah <laughs> um and uh he also wrote some kids books and he I mean, went arguably they're all kids the, books. well yeah <laughs> sorry <laughs> he wrote some kind of uh, younger kids books right um and he went by the name jovial bob stein oh right. my goodness <laughs> he sounds like uh, a country music star yeah exactly yeah it's like me like authoring things like happy ben songs <laughs> it's it, it's very interesting literally it says jovial bob stein on the i like it nice. uh, he wrote a book called miami mice oh <gasps> immediately i'm there <laughs> yeah I, unfortunately i couldn't find a synopsis of miami, miami mice, mice so you might have to purchase it for yourself to find out I what writing happened. that book myself um he also wrote uh, a collection of kind of teen, teen other teen horror uh, stories called fear street mm. uh, which is quite interesting uh he's still he's still kind of writing things um like so he's is he still doing goosebumps he well so let me let me start from the beginning okay. so there are 180 goosebumps books what? in total so that's including all the different things in the franchise right so there are 62 in the original series in the, in the original canon in the, <laughs> the original canon of goosebumps and then we've also got uh goosebumps series 2000 give yourself goosebumps tales to give you goosebumps goosebumps horrorland goosebumps most wanted and goosebumps most wanted is kind of like 2012 kind of recent okay so it, it's still sorry i just really like that they continually like how do we play on how do we play on goosebumps <laughs> well, guys goosey so... goosey gander so in- including that so with the um tales to give you goosebumps which were collections of um short stories yeah um they were called the, the collection in that series were called tales to give you goosebumps more tales to give you goosebumps even more tales to Aww. give you goosebumps still more tales to give you goosebumps more and more tales to give you goosebumps and finally more and more and more tales to give you goosebumps oh, no. and it's just like mate just call them like Goosebumps one, one two, two, three. three. <laughs> no. that, but I like how they were like, well, I've, got, I've got a great theme going on. I've got here. a theme. I'm going to run the with word it. more. <laughs> yeah. So uh, stop me if you think I'm doing something wrong here. No, <laughs> and no, they you're didn't. not stopping me. Yeah, They're okay, not fine. stopping me. I'm just going to keep going. That's um, amazing. Also, Give Yourself Goosebumps was the kind of um, pick your own ending kind of thing. Uh, okay, yeah. You know, it's like, if you think you should do this, turn to page 12. If you think you should do this, turn to page 14. Um, and included in that series were some of my favourite titles of Goosebumps books, including. Secret Agent Grandma, 
Toy Terror, colon, batteries included. Oh, I think that rings a bell. And my favourite, TikTok, you're dead. (laughs) (laughs) So, um... TikTok, you're dead. TikTok, you're dead, yeah. You could sing that to the tune of um, Bang Bang, You're Dead by uh, that band. Yeah. (laughs) TikTok, you're dead. Anyway, carry on. Anyway. Um, And uh, R.L. Stein says that he would would think of a title first. Yeah, Which I think is... (laughs) Well, I think that's the wrong way round to do uh, it. I mean, Miami Mice. Immediately when he said that, I was like, that is a man who's been like, I've got a great title. <laughs> I've got a great so. title. I'm going to write a book that goes along with How it. How can I shoehorn this in to everyday life? But you know, um, it, 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 you can tell from the titles of, of some of the Goosebumps books. Um, some of my favourites. I mean, did you read any of them? Yeah, a few. Yeah. yeah. Some of my favourites were Piano Lessons Can Be Murder. Which and honestly, I find these scary. I find that was about like a haunted piano school where he would chop off all the kids' hands. Oh! I had all these like ghosts of children with no hands playing the piano. Oh God! Um, Let's get invisible about a haunted mirror. Right. Okay. Which is kind of scary because I think someone ended up getting trapped in the mirror because there'd always be a twist at the end. Yeah, I see. I only vaguely remember. Like I read them, but I don't remember any of the plots. Um, I mean, they were they were quite scary. Yeah. Some of them, and then uh, the ghost next door, which was about a girl who became obsessed with the fact that so at the right the beginning of the book there's a fire in her house okay and then she's like we escaped from the fire everyone's happy then a guy moves in next door and she thinks he's a ghost right and the whole book is about how she's trying to prove that he's a ghost is he just really pale no then she finds out at the end she's a ghost <gasps> she died in the fire oh my god it's like, and the whole thing was spoiler basically alert, a bit like the sixth oh sense. yeah <laughs> yeah it is basically spoiler alert. Oh, um so playing amazing. uh playing on the theme of of names of some goosebumps books i'm just gonna play a little quiz oh yeah let's, let's go for it so i'm gonna give you i can give you some multiple choice okay uh goosebumps titles and i want you to tell me which is which is the title um out of the three options that i give you right okay okay let's go for it so here's the first one the wolf that ate everyone mm-hmm. the blob that ate everyone or the puddle that swallowed everyone Oh, okay. So, I mean, I really want to read the puddle one because I think that's a great story. Yeah. Um, I am, but for some reason, and I don't know why, I'm yeah. gonna say the blob. It is it, the blob that ate everyone. Is it? Yeah. It's about basically a haunted typewriter. Um, I mean, there's, there's a, by the way, there's a whole Goosebumps kind of wiki online if you want to. Oh, really? Go and find Someone's out, really like, put that much effort into yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Um, so the blob that ate everyone is about Zaki Beauchamp. Um, who's a young boy who writes a story about him and his best friend and then is his best friend a blob uh no but oh. then he kind of he gets some kind of magic thing happens to him and he ends up having this magic typewriter and everything that he writes comes true and he writes about a blob and then the blob happens oh it's a bit penny crayon <laughs> i mean it is the it's the goosebumps equivalent yeah, of, yes. of of penny crayon basically except typewriter and not crayon but i really want to read the puddle one please can you the puddle that swallowed everyone yes. i mean it, surely everyone's answer would just be just stay away from the puddle <laughs> just step over just, it. <laughs> just don't move so sorry that that is a that is a ben salter original i love that yeah uh next one next one <laughs> uh cheese monsters from mars spam monsters from mars egg monsters from mars i i want to say cheese I'm going to say cheese. It's actually Egg Monsters from Mars. Is it? That was it my is. Second, I, I was like, Spam is too... Tagline. Can you guess what the tagline Okay, Egg Monsters from Mars. Um, is it, they are extremely angry. <laughs> no, but that's probably better. <laughs> it's, they're no yolk. Oh, I assume no. that's a pun on joke. Mine was better, and that's depressing. Uh, this is about um, some weird eggs. eggs. <laughs> um, there's basically a doctor called Dr. Grey. Um, who saved eggs that came down in a shower from Mars and they turned out to have like monsters and 
inside them. Okay, that's better than what I thought it was going to be about. Oh, really? Yeah. Did you just think it was just going to be someone takes some eggs out of the fridge and it's like, oh, yeah, the these are turn. off. Yeah. Oh, what a bad omelette. Um, okay, next one. I'm, I'm, I mean, I've, I've really not been original with these, but, but you know, no, I, I like, like to think it. they're slightly challenging. A terror on Terror Street. A fright on Fright Street. A shocker on Shock Street. <laughs> shocker on Shock Street. Which which one are you going with? Streaker on Streak Street. Um, <laughs> terror. A terror on Terror Street. Yeah. No, it's Shocker on Shock Street. No, it is. That sounded so much like you'd made it up. Even the way you looked at me, <laughs> just to be like, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, I'm apologising with my eyes. Tagline: It's a real dead end. <gasps> That's a good tagline. Um, and it's about a, a studio theme park uh, called Shock Street. Oh, okay. Yeah, and bad things that happen there. That was number thirty-six. In the series. Oh God, there's so many. And fi- <laughs> Jesus. 62 in the original series. And the final one, and this was one of my favourite ones. It's one of my favourite books. The Russian Doll of Doom. <gasps> the Cuckoo Clock of Doom. The Flower Pot of Doom. <gasps> big oh doom my- a big Doom theme I going mean, on there. Doom is all over this. Um, I, I want to read the Russian Doll one, but I think the answer is what was the second one cuckoo clock cuckoo clock yeah it is the cuckoo clock of doom yes um it was actually rl stein's favorite he said it was his favorite of the ones he wrote and it was it was a very good story how it does he a... define favorite just the easiest uh, to write the i don't know i think he just came up with um cuckoo clock of doom and thought yeah that's my favorite i think he's gonna be like he's just looking around the house like what do i need to write about next i've Tag- done i've done pianos I've yeah done, <laughs> done everything uh tagline keep your eye on the birdie <gasps> oh mm. but isn't and, that more for cameras I mean, I'm getting, yeah. I'm getting into semantics here. I don't well, think okay. needs to it's think okay. But there, I mean, there is a bird. So it's R, by the way, for Robert. Yeah. Robert. That's why he's Jovial Bob. Yeah, uh, but what does the L mean? I can't remember. Robert Langoria Stein. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go with that. Okay. Um, the Cuckoo Clock of Doom about a character who gets uh, a cuckoo clock and turns the, the head on the cuckoo round. Uh, to get his sister into trouble but actually ends up going back in time and every day he wakes up and he's younger and younger and younger until he's eventually a baby <gasps> and then he eventually finds the cooking clock as a baby and goes and turns it back around and then the twist at the end is that he um there's a fault with the cooking clock and it's that one of the years has been accidentally uh erased from the cooking clock so his sister was never born Ooh. in the first place and it's like will he go back and change it or will he not and do you find out? No, because there was always a cliffhanger. I'm a hooked. I oh. want to find out the second one. <laughs> well, that there you go. That's the thing. So, so that was. Um, but I've got a bonus question for you. Okay. Because, oh, okay. Um, Goosebumps was made into a TV series. Yes. And it's about to be made into a feature film, starring Jack Black as R.L. Stein. It's Jack Black yeah. in it. <laughs> yeah. He needs the cash, doesn't he? So, I mean, this is the thing about um, you know, whatever happens to Goosebumps. Th- th- this is where nostalgia hits. You know, twenty or so years later, people suddenly go, "Ooh, let's let's bring something back." Yeah, um, it's still a going franchise. Exactly. I'm surprised it's kind of like it's lasted this long to be made back into. There was a, a period of about ten years in between, kind of nineteen ninety eight and two thousand and eight, where nothing really happened, right. and Ronald Stein did other things. But um, but yeah, kind of kind of still going. So it's gonna be in a film. It's gonna be in a film. So my bonus question, yes, is which mega film star of today yeah. appeared in the Say Cheese and Die TV episode as the character Greg. Oh. Mega film star. Do I have star. multiple choices? Do I just have to no, guess? No, you just have to guess. <laughs> oh, great. Okay. This couldn't possibly go wrong. Um, mega film star Greg. Okay, so... Like, um, I think Oscar nominee, so it's going to be a boy. Yeah. I think Oscar nominee um, really, really recently did loads and loads of films, quite young, early Ryan... 30s. Yeah. 
Gosling. Yes! Yes! <laughs> Did you have any idea about that? No! Or was that a complete guess? Because when you said uh, lots of things recently, I was like, that is yeah, Gosling. all be over. Gosses, yeah, it has to be Gosses, yeah. I was going to say Leonardo DiCaprio, so... Um, no. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, basically. And look at him now. Whatever happened to Ryan Gosling? I mean, I think we know whatever happened to Ryan Gosling. He's everywhere. Um, Arnstein also... Um, some of the some of the some of uh, the themes of his books were were drawn from inspiration from uh, like Night of the Living Dummy, yeah, which came back as Night of the Living Dummy two, and I think Night of the Living Dummy three. It's a classic. Uh, uh, was based on Pinocchio, obviously. Right. Okay. Yeah. Um, the Haunted Mask, which was quite a scary one about a girl who put on a Halloween mask and it kind of took over her face. Uh huh. Was, was based the on the film of the mask. <laughs> no, it was based on his son Matt, who was really st- who uh, who put Halloween mask on, really struggled to get the Halloween mask off. Oh right, okay. Um, so that's why he got the idea for the I just, mask. The idea that you have all of those scary stories in your head, like what is happening in your head if that's all you well, can that's think about? Quite interesting. And yeah. also, like Jack Black playing. I wonder what it's like to have somebody playing you in a series about the books you wrote. Yeah. And, like, is I wonder if the film is about him writing the series or about like actually lots of scary stuff happening and he's just like the storyteller in the background. It's like Meryl Streep playing J.K. Rowling. Yes. Or something. Well, I guess you kind of had Jude Law playing Lemony Snicket, although Lemony Snicket is kind of a not a not a real person. That's true. So this is correct. That's, that's a different thing entirely. Um, so I, I just wanted to I just wanted to think about Goosebumps. Basically. I know. I appreciate that. Yeah. Um, I, yeah. I love those titles. So I also love the fact that like if one in particular was quite popular, he would then write another one and give it a really cheesy sequel name. Like I mean, because the haunt uh, Monster Blood. Yes. Uh, was quite a popular one, and eventually he wrote Monster Blood Two, Monster Blood Three, Monster Blood Four. Um, Say Cheese and Die sequel was Say Cheese and Die again! Exclamation mark. He's like he's really bad at the coming up with the sequel names, isn't yeah. he? And like the the kind of volumes that like we said before. Yeah. It's like he's kind of got this one idea in his head, and he's like, I'm just gonna go with it. Yeah. It's fine. He's like, no one's gonna judge me if I just put the word again. And they're like, oh no. At the end of a title. R- RL, is it like a working title? Is it a working draft? No, no, nope. this is it. Can you imagine if like J.K. Rowling had written like Harry Potter, Harry Potter again, more Harry Potter, more Harry Potter again. <laughs> you know, Still Harry Potter. Still Harry Potter. Um, and he also he was gonna write a series called Goosebumps Gold, and it never it kind of got an- announced on the kind of Scholastic website, but never got released. Oh. Um, and he was gonna do a sequel to the first original Goosebumps book, Welcome to Dead House. Mm-hmm. Which in itself, if you think about Welcome to Dead House. Sounds, is, sounds legit. That's he was going to write a sequel called Happy Holidays from Dead House. <laughs> Maybe set at Christmas. <laughs> or Hanukkah. <laughs> I don't know. Um, so so that's, my, that's my brief history of Goosebumps. I enjoyed that. I did not. Well, I just, I've kind of forgotten all of those stories and all of the names. But do you remember like people reading them at school? Yeah, yeah. And people reading into them. I, like, I had a huge collection of them. I think they were just like the kind of precursor to Harry Potter in that kind of way of like they got kids reading. Mm. They got people like, oh my God, what's happening next? Yeah. Uh, whereas I was just petrified of all of them and was like, yeah. oh, I don't think I could read. He also had, he he said that the success of the Goosebumps books came from the fact that it was pretty much anti-violence, anti-drugs, oh. anti that kind of thing. And I was like, well, you, you say, say anti-violence. anti-violence, but then you do have like blobs eating people and that's and kind of violent. Hands being cut off. Yeah, exactly. So it's not exactly. Okay, you're pretty fast to lose with the definition of violence here. And also, and also, he really picked up on stuff that ki- got kid give kids nightmares, like um, Night of the Living Dummy being a ventriloquist dummy yeah. that was alive. So that looks a bit scary, a bit creepy. And like, you know, scary piano teachers, <laughs> a ghost next door. It's pretty thing. scary. It's scary. So we'll <laughs> just move on. Um, 
I was having a little think about Rodal books. Oh, I love Rodal. This week. Uh, so I've got this. This game is twofold, Benedict. Oh, is it? Twofold. Okay, <laughs> yeah, I'm going to give you. Kind of I think. Uh, I think I'm going to give you thirty seconds. Okay. Oh wow. And I need you to tell me how many um, Rodal books have been made into films. Oh, do you have to name them or just give you a random number? No, I w- oh, sorry, I want you to name them. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So. Oh God. Okay. This is going to be harder than I think I it hope is. This, wor- this will work. Hopefully you can hear this in your headphones as well. Uh, so this is my 30 second countdown. Oh my God. Yep. Okay. Go. Uh, Matilda. Uh, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Uh, the BFG. Um, oh, I, I suddenly can't think of any more. Uh, Danny the Champion of the World. Yep. Um, the Witches. Yep. Um, oh God. Charlie the Great Grass Elevator. No. No, I didn't think so. Um, oh god, Ezio Trot has definitely not been. Has it been made into a film? Yeah. Oh yes. Um, I'm trying to think Five, of more. Can four, you give me any clues? Oh. oh, I'm out of time. Okay, but that did was you like that. The oh my god, that was tense. <laughs> that was brilliant. That was. Uh, so basically, uh, you got Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. I did. Yeah. Technically, there are two there. There are. There's the original. Wonka, the original Charlie yeah. and the Chocolate Factory second one. And then there's um, Matilda. You've got, got Mat- No, I mentioned Matilda. Okay, a fantastic Mr. Fox. Oh, of course. Uh, SEO Trot was made this new year with um, Dustin Hoffman and Judy Dench wow. uh, for BBC. Uh, the Witches, BFG, James and the Giant Peach. Oh, I loved that film as well. And Danny Champion of the World. Apparently, um, The Witches was the last one that was made when Rodal was alive. Was alive. That's so also basically, the t- most terrifying film. Rodal books, everyone kind of knows. We've, we've all read them. And, like yep. Everyone knows the films and stuff like that. But I was interested in like the legacy of them. So Rodal hated the original Charlie and Chocolate Factory. Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Hated it. The film? Yeah. Oh, he, I see. He wrote... I mean, the book. <laughs> I hate this. I mean, it's one of my most successful books ever, but he, I hate it. He wrote it, and then I think they readapted the screenplay without telling him. And uh, he went to see the film, and he was like, what is this? Oh, God. Um, it's like uh, when the um, author of Mary Poppins... Um, Oh yes, uh, Travers. Yeah, hated yeah. hated the film. The film because you know the music. Uh, also, he hated the witches as well. Um, really, I'm yeah, not surprised. It's so, terrifying. That, so, um, what I thought I'd do now is play with you is the second part of my game, <laughs> yes. which is um, play your cards right slash IMDb rating. Okay, <laughs> so so higher it's basically higher or lower. Okay. Yeah, you get the idea. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, you're a quick, quick mover. <laughs> I think we've played this before. So, <laughs> Matilda. Can you yeah. guess the rating of that on IMDb? Out of how many? 10. Out of 10. And it's got uh, points as well. Uh, 8.5. Less. Oh, 6.5. Slightly more. 7. 6.8. Oh, okay. 6.8. Right, yeah. So, okay. So, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. This is ha- the new one. Higher. The new one. You think it's higher than higher Matilda? Higher than Matilda, 6.8. Yeah. Do you think it is? I guess. Yeah. One point lower, 6.7. Oh, no way. What about the BFG? 6.7, higher or lower? Oh, higher? Lower. What? 6.6. Oh, the BFG. What about James and the Giant Peach? I'm going to go higher again. Yes, you're correct. Oh, good. 6.7. SEO Trot? Lower. No, higher. Really? 7.1. Oh, wow. It's most popular yet. And Fantastic Mr. Fox. Higher. Higher. Higher than 7.1. Yes, 7.8. Great. Which is actually the highest rate. That and Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory are the two highest rated on IMDb. Both at 7.8. Yeah, both 7.8. I would have thought they would have actually got more. Uh, um, James and the Giant Peach seems to have actually been received quite well, actually. Yeah. Although it strays a little bit from the actual book. Um, so... I was just checking these out because I was like, oh, you know, they've all been into books. We, we've all seen the film and the books. And yeah, yeah, like yeah. Um, interestingly, there is a new BFG film out next year. I um, think I knew this. So it's directed by Steven Spielberg. Yeah. It has Mark Rylance, Bill, As, yeah, 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 Bill Hader, and Jermaine Clement from Flight of the Concords. I mean, this, it's going to be brilliant. It's it's going to be incredible. It looks amazing because I haven't seen the first BFG. I think um, I read online 
uh, the basic review is of it now is that it's very dated. It was made well, in yeah. the 80s. It was animated. Yeah. It, it is pretty dated. Yeah. Um, and I think, I don't think there was a problem with that with Rodol because he died in 1990, so he would have seen it. Mm. Um, but yeah, a bit too different, I think. Yeah. But the best thing I found out about Rodol books and how they're like being adapted now and whatever happened to them mm-hmm. is that, um, so the people who own them are now making apps based on the stories to get nice. kids into reading more. So yeah. there is a new game you can get based on the twits. It's called Twit or Miss. And basically <laughs> in it, Mr. Twit is... Um, throwing food at mrs twit while she's asleep and you have to deflect it so it doesn't hit her it doesn't wake her up good and throw it back at his face or in the bin okay all this kind of thing and that's the whole game it's just just a fun game about that's that. nice because he would always get food in his beard yes, Mr. Twit. That, yeah so you can deflect it back at him so the whole idea is i think because next year is maybe the 100 year anniversary of rodol's birth okay so i think the idea is to kind of relaunch the books and just make them a bit more accessible to children nowadays mm. who i do think still read them but kind of give them another layer and another yeah, level yeah. and also um the twits apparently was also revived as a play uh, yes it has been obviously you know you've got charlie and the chocolate factory on in the west end at the moment and, and matilda matilda as well like yeah. you know they are a big business but the twits is a kind of lesser known one i yeah. would say i um, love the twits I, me- I i didn't mention it when we were naming things before but yeah it has been made into a play um because it was recently done cambridge university as well oh okay yeah i just think it's uh, yeah it's a really good one. and also they um re-released that book uh with some scratch and sniff stickers Oh, such a good idea for that is twits. really really good but also filthy so yeah my basic story about Rodal is that they are constantly innovating his legacy like it's really interesting like, apart from the films and everything you've mm. got plays you've got musicals and the app I think is such a clever idea yes. to get kids involved with it so yeah that whatever happened to Rodal books they are still I know that we well, were big but yeah, they're yeah. still being adapted and kind of like which is works. really exciting and yeah. I think the, the reason uh, that they're been made into so, so many of them been made into films is because they're just so readily accessible yes to be because they're so full of fantasy and so full of visual imagery yeah george's marvelous medicine did that yes. get made into a film no that was made into like a jack and ori which i definitely <gasps> I loved that one um, i wanted yes. to go around my house and just pour everything into a big bowl and just make like into a big <laughs> Definitely did that. We yeah. get that and uh, the S. Oh, no, um, the giraffe, the Pelly, and me yes. are two that I think people are kind of thinking there must be a way around. We must be a way of making this into a thing. Um, the giraffe, the Pelly, and me. I used to love. Yeah. it's more of a toddler's book. But I used to really did love did the um, revolting rhymes that that might have got made into like a TV thing or something? Maybe, yeah. That, that was, was good. About, and there was yeah. also the enormous crocodile. Yes, which is really good. Um, what also? I, I the partnership of Roald Dahl and Quentin Blake. Yeah, just, apparently. I don't, I don't know whether I read this as a, whether it was a joke or if it was for real. Somebody was saying there's an app where you can get a picture of yourself drawn as if it's drawn by Quentin Blake. That's amazing. But that seems like it's a bit too far fetched. Maybe they were just yeah. imagining the. We will investigate. I'll need to. If we found it, we'll put it on the Twitter yes, feed. Yes, we'll find it definitely. Um, so I want to um, keep going with the idea of. Um, so you mentioned that the Royal Dahl books were are kind of being updated through apps and things. Yes. And what I want to talk about now is a kind of... We're staying on the theme of literature, but yeah. it's a kind of medium that I'm scared is dying out. Okay. I want to talk about comics. Oh, yeah. Specifically, the Beano and the Dandy. <gasps> yes, please. <laughs> because... Now, because I'm, I'm worried about the longevity of the Beano. So basically, in the 1950s, the Beano and the Dandy were being read by two million people massive, every week. Absolutely massive, yeah. I mean, granted it was the 1950s and people didn't have like the internet and people didn't really have TV and that kind of thing. So the entertainment value was a lot higher mm. for comics. And cartoons and things were very, very rare. I don't know if cartoons had started being broadcast uh, at the, in yeah, the early know. days of TV, I'm not sure. Mm. But, um, you know, they're down to 
the low thousands per week now. Yes, there is. I mean, the dandy has has stopped. Yeah, I think the dandy is is sometimes online, maybe. But well, no. What I can tell you is, so uh, the dandy ran from the fourth of December nineteen thirty seven to the fourth of December twenty twelve. Right. So it kind of finished on I think its seventy fifth anniversary, and then they automatically put it online and said, kids will still read it if it's online. Great. Lasted six months. Oh really? Closed on uh, the end of June twenty thirteen. <gasps> yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, really which sad. is which is which is why I'm like because re- you would have thought maybe if people weren't reading the comics anymore and kids weren't reading the comics anymore people would go online to read them but, it, it's, but the there's just is, too I many I don't think the dandy had the enduring characters that the Beano had you've got Desperate Dan and that's kind you've of you've got it. Desperate Dan can you think of any other dandy characters I really can't no. <laughs> uh, Corky the Cat was another Corky uh, okay. the Cat was uh, kind of the initial kind of front page right. um, character but Desperate Dan became uh, a lot more popular um, Desperate Dan was kind of redone a few times in the, especially in the waning years of the yeah, dandy yeah. was kind of started being redesigned and things and they kind of made made him into more of a bumbling fool Aww. than the world's strongest man that kind of thing yeah i, mean, I love desperate dan in like the 90s see, he was brilliant i see i was a beano girl i loved the well beano. yeah and they had really strong characters every page had a good character so can you guess um who are the who are the top four running characters in the beano uh, who do you say number one? Dennis the Menace. Dennis the Menace. Who comes close second? Are you counting Nasha as him? Part of him? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Dennis the Menace Dennis, kind of okay. team. Um, Minnie the Minx. Minnie the Minx is number two. Roger the Dodger. Roger the Dodger is number four. Uh, okay. Who's number three? As like the most iconic. It's the mo- uh, longest running. Bash Street Kids. Yeah. Yes. So you've got Dennis the Menace, Minnie the Minx, Bash Street Kids, Roger the Dodger. See, I used to, I mean, the thing about the Beano is it's kind of carried on innovating. Like if you read the Beano now, which I definitely don't do, <laughs> fine. Um, they have like strips about comic strips about like One Direction or yeah. about Jeremy Clarkson or yeah. about like pop culture stuff. Yeah. And it's not the same every week, but they do update it. Like in the 90s when football was massive, yeah. they had um, Ball Boy. <laughs> I mean, football's still Sorry. kind of, <laughs> football's still kind of, you know. <laughs> it, does, it does all right. It's important. But like it, 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 it had Ball Boy and stuff like that. Like they did keep yeah. innovating, I think. And I yeah. think that's maybe where the dandy didn't. Perhaps. Um, although the dandy had, so um, in, in the 80s, there were two other comics called Nutty right. and Hoot. Uh, who really didn't do as well as the Beano and the Dandy. Uh, so Nutty, first of all, merged with the Dandy. And um, Nutty had Banana Man. Oh, yes. And gave Dandy Banana Man. Okay. Which I think is one of the selling points of the Dandy. Yeah, absolutely. Before it folded. Uh, folded. Comic. Nice. Good. <laughs> really happy about that one. Nice. And then when Hoot uh, was not doing so well. Um, Dandy had a character called Dimples. Right. Hoot had a character called Cuddles. Who oh. merged with Dandy and they got Cuddles and Dimples, which is another one of the longest running uh, comic strips from the Dandy. Uh, they're two little toddlers. Oh, really? Who are kind of, um, you know, mischief makers and that oh, kind of okay. thing. Oh, um, so, uh, okay. So, yeah, you had Desperate Dan, Corky the Cat, Banana Man, Cuddles and Dimples. Um, and the Beano, and De- so the Beano started on the 30th of July, 1938. I got the 60th anniversary copy of the Beano in 1998. And I still have it somewhere. That might be worth something. Oh, well, exactly. That's why I kept it. <laughs> um, and it was when they announced that uh, Dennis the Menace was going to get a little baby sister. Oh, yes. Called B. B, yeah. Um, who was also a menace. I know it well. Yeah, yeah, you're right. And um, also at some point, Nasha got a little puppy called Nipper. Nipper, yeah, yeah, Nasha Nipper. Or as my friend at school used to call them, Ganasha and Ganipper. No, Nasha and I did and not Nipper. have the heart to be like, you are so wrong. <laughs> you are so wrong about this. I could this. agree with you, but then both of us would be wrong. So Dandy started in 1937. The Beano started in 1938. Um, uh, another comic called a Magic Comic uh, started in 1939. 
And during World War Two, Beano and the Dandy had to alternate weeks because of paper and ink rationing. Oh, right, okay. And they were so the you, same picture house, weren't they? The same house. Uh, I think so, but um, you would get Beano one week and Dandy the next yeah. week. Um, the Magic comic folded completely because of... Uh, I keep using that phrase, <laughs> no, folded, I but it. I love it. Um, it uh, completely during World War Two because of paper and ink rationing yeah. and just the fact that it just wasn't. Um, and I wonder if World War Two hadn't happened, like... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm sure a lot of things would be different if World War II hadn't happened. But <laughs> like, the only thing it's the you only think thing I think about. But um, how successful? Maybe the magic would have been even better than the Beano the Dandy. Anyway. Uh, but it's probably a moot point right now because it, it probably still because, would have folded, yeah, as you exactly. say. Um, but you're right. That's the most important question. We it's can the take most from important World War question. What would have happened to the magic comic? Yeah. Um, so when the Dandy came out in 1937, what was unusual about its format? from from previous comics it was smaller no not smaller think about um what is included in each panel do you know what what might have been suddenly different about the way the dandy was designed did it have words i don't know well it did have words and it had the words in a different way um comics before the dandy would have captions oh right and descriptive captions the dandy had speech bubbles speech for bubbles. the very first time. Really? I yeah. didn't know that. That's pretty cool. So I think that's why it kind of kicked off. And yeah. then the Beano followed suit and um, went from there. Um, and Beano, by the way, means good time. In where? <laughs> In English, apparently. I think it's one of those kind of archaic old phrases oh, where it it's like, like, oh, we had a jolly good Beano. Yes, okay, you know, yeah, yeah, like a thing. 20s kind of like a raw. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, it means it means good time. Dandy I'm, also kind of just, well, what, dandy, well, dandy is a, yeah. yeah. I know the Beano is still like, it's still obviously a going concern. They still have their things. Yes. But also like, uh, so a few years ago in the South Bank, they had Beano Town, which yes. is when they had um, kind of the past and the present of the Beano together. Mm-hmm. And it was interesting. I did some stuff there and there was a lot of kids around who knew the Beano pretty well. That's good. That makes me happy. It. Yeah. And who got him. And also they made it interactive. And, you, you know, you, yeah. I think much like the Rodol stuff, you kind of have to keep it evolving. You do. You do. Um, Beano Land um, appeared in uh, Chessington World of Adventures in really? the year 2000. There's this kind of theme park based around Beano. And then it only lasted about a decade say, before think... the sponsorship dried up. I feel like that's a bit too late in the day. <laughs> yeah, but also, the rides that made up Beanoland are still there, but they're now part of Wild Asia. It's <laughs> 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 a different thing entirely. And I love how theme parks do that. It's like, we're going to get rid of the sponsorship about the Beano theme. Oh my God. We're going to not get rid of the rides though we're just going to rebrand them as something else Disney do that quite a lot I think they had a Swiss Family Robinson one which turned into Pirates of the Caribbean <laughs> it's just like we've still got a pirate ship um, oh god so what's, what's popular about that That's we'll just amazing. we'll just keep going um, but you were a big Beano fan weren't you I really was yeah yeah I, really um, was. I was really sad to find out that um, characters that I loved from the Beano in the 90s have been phased out I include was furious yes Ivy the Terrible yes Ivy the Terrible gone I was so cross Calamity James I like Climate James, but yeah. I loved Climate yeah. James, and he is gone. I was about to say, we didn't have the bond, as if like I knew him. <laughs> yeah, if you were. Ivy the Terrible was at the back page every week, I remember that. Ivy the Terrible, yeah. And um, I read it, uh, because the Beano obviously celebrated, um, well, it celebrated many anniversaries, but I think the most recent was the 75th. That makes sense? 30, 40, 50, 60, 70, 80, 90, 2000. Oh, maybe even the 80th. 80, 80, yeah. No, uh, uh, anyway. Counting on my fingers, that's yeah. how bad at maths I am. <laughs> Something... It celebrated an anniversary and someone wrote an article about it in The Guardian and he pointed out that he, has, he had a seven-year-old daughter at the time and um, there used to be a character in the Beano called uh, Pansy Potter. Yeah. She was the strongman's daughter. Right, okay, yeah. And she was a really good female character 
and uh, there, there was kind of I mean Minnie the Minx is still there but yes. she's she's naughty she gets in trouble yeah it's tricky yeah because I've read um, the annuals of the Beano from pretty much from the 60s onwards to be honest because mm. um, my relatives kept them <laughs> because I have a lot of time on my hands just, <laughs> <laughs> it's my bedtime reading but my relatives used to donate their old ones to me yeah. so somewhere I have a stack of amazing Beano comic books from Brilliant. 60s and 70s onwards yeah. so I kind of have a rough knowledge of all of the characters until the 90s when I stopped getting it um, yeah. Yeah, which I used to get sad. the Beano annual for Christmas yes when I, in the 90s I um I once wrote a story at school. This is a, a bit of a tangent. Yeah. I wrote a story at school and based it on a Billy Whiz comic I'd read that week in the Beano. But so, plagiarism. Yeah. My <gasps> teachers had no idea and thought it was the best story ever wow. because obviously it was because it was from the Beano. Because it was um, you know, a professional that, comic book artist. A boy who could run really quickly back into time. Yeah. Um. I also actually another story. I also plagiarized a theme tune from Arthur. You know, okay. and I say, hey, yeah. we had to write a poem for school, so I just wrote down the theme tune to Arthur. Oh my god! <laughs> you, you were a mini the minx, weren't you? <laughs> my teachers are like, this girl is a <laughs> literary, like, literary oh genius. Oh my god, she's gonna be a songwriter when she grows up. Oh yes. No, she's gonna be a plagiarist. Yeah, uh, yeah that's what I did. So. When we're talking about like whatever happened to the Beano and the Dandy, well, the, the Dandy has gone forever, yeah. pretty much. In fact, the Dandy in the 2000s, I think, was renamed. They're really desperate. They rebranded it as Dandy Extreme oh, with God. just an X at the beginning. They might as just put like Mega Dandy Lols, yeah. <laughs> Z, 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 exclamation one, Featuring One Direction. Um, but so the Dandy is no more. The right. Beano is down to about 8,000 readers per week, yeah. which is still okay, but compared to two million in the in the 50s but then again as i say there's a lot more entertainment around for kids these days that won't count that won't mean eight thousand people buy it no what that means is that one person will buy it and they'll say yeah that person's definitely showing it with three other people yeah that's kind of how it works exactly um and i'm really sad because i was i was such an avid being i used to get so excited when it gets delivered every thursday absolutely i get so excited and i'm just i'm just a bit sad that it, it seems to kind of that type of comic book as in like yes. children's comic An cartoons old school british kind of like kids yeah yeah it's, it's, it's kind really of gone the it's like, really it's dying weird out. considering that comics are bigger and bigger like you've got comic con you've got things like that yeah and like comic massive. action heroes that yeah. kind of thing are still really really huge and people still read them by the millions but i think for an older audience like as, well, a, as yeah. an eight-year-old would you read i know i think i think they're still popular oh, with okay. with with kids of all ages and teenagers and, and adults um but things like the Beano, which are directly aimed at children yes. to be fair yeah yeah and the by the way, just... still generally quite really funny. When yeah. I reread the Beano recently, I was chuckling away. I was like, "This, these, are, there's some great jokes in there." I mean, there's a lot of fart jokes, that kind of thing. Yeah, but there's, um, some, there's some really good. Yeah. But, but but there's some there's some good comedy, um, and I, I mean it's just because. But this is what I'm saying because um, you mentioned before about Roald Dahl books kind of being brought onto apps and that kind of thing. Yeah. And I think I don't know if the Beano has an app. It must. I it think must it have does, an app. Yeah. I remember when we first got internet in my house back mm. in the late 90s yeah. the very first website i automatically you know, my dad was like we now have an- internet access i went on www.bino.com yes. whatever it was i was like i'm going on the bino website because that was it that and the cbbc, CBBC website yeah, were the two things that i knew they're the things in your life that you're like well these are for me and they must be online and it was i mean it was like it was really crap website. Like the Space <laughs> Jam website you know it wasn't um wasn't the high tech especially but then nothing was um but I'm just, I'm just, I mean, this is, this is one of the rare occasions where on the Whatever Happened podcast, we kind of go, yeah, it's gone and I miss it. Yes, because sometimes like we do this and it's like, oh no, it's still like the Goosebumps. Yeah. Thing, call it. Oh yeah, yeah, it's still going. It's still yeah, going. Cool. If you yeah, want to read, if it. you want to read a Goosebumps book, just go and find one. But the Beano and the Dandy. Not so much. Kind of got their goners. Not so much. So R.I.P. Beano. R.I.P. Well, no, not yet. R.I.P. Dandy. Bex is making the sign across <laughs> in remembrance of uh, comics of yore. 
Um, so yeah. Oh, sad times. Yeah. So, um, have you got anything to perk us up? Uh, well, the only thing I was looking at, apart from this, was uh, was Jacqueline Wilson. Oh, I love Jacqueline Wilson. Who just just totally the opposite to the Beano and Dandy is just still knocking out the books, guys. Yeah, She's well done, massive. Jacqueline. Um, her, obviously she got Tracy Beaker which is made into TV shows loads of her stuff has carried on including um, Hetty Feather which is now a play um, right. uh, was in the West End is now touring I think it's been back to the West End eventually as well brilliant basically I was trying to I was trying to do like oh whatever happens to Jacqueline Wilson the answer is not a lot she's still busy being awesome yeah like, she is brilliant she's just got the amount of books she's done 60 odd and more than 60 at least like yeah. and each like she has lots of different series as well like yeah, Girls yeah, in yeah. Love series and Tracy Beaker and Cliffhanger She's just like knocking out the books. She was children's laureate at one point. She was, yeah, she? yeah. Um, so what I love... So first of all, my story about Jacqueline Wilson. She... I... Uh, we had a project when I was in school. We had to write to famous people and about... It was about World Book Day. I think it was the... Right. Um, it was the first children's World Book Day. And my school was like, we each have to write to a famous person. We have to ask them what their favourite book is. And I wrote to Jacqueline Wilson. And she wrote me this handwritten letter yeah. back and she drew a little picture in the top hand corner of um radish who was um a sylvanian rabbit bunny that yes. features in the suitcase kid yes. book and with a little speech bubby bottle uh, a little with a little speech bubble like saying things as well and she wrote me this handwritten letter saying my favorite book my favorite children's book is where the wild things are I like to read it out to kids and make all the noises of all the monsters and that Aww. kind of thing. And she was so sweet. I think she's famous for being quite good at writing back to her yeah, fans. Just, she's yeah, she's just amazing. And the fact that she's just still going. And the thing that I think has set her apart from everyone else is that she writes about social issues or like mental illness or. She's so good, and she writes phenomenal female protagonists. She does. I've yeah, I've had this conversation with a friend actually. My friend was like, "Oh, I don't like Jacqueline Wilson anyway." I was like, "But you don't understand. As a girl reading those, yeah." books there's a lot of, like she writes a lot of boy parts as well she does parts, uh, uh, um because there were uh there was cliffhanger yeah. which has a boy as the protagonist but i can't think of many other that have the main characters not as a many girl. but like but there's also at the time there wasn't that many books that had strong girls yeah uh, going through real life difficult situations divorces with her parents and stuff and moving house or because there was there was suitcase kid whose parents were divorced and she had to live at a mum's house for one week and a dad's house the next week yeah. and she didn't like the new families yeah. and she was having to cope with that and she was constantly remembering the old times then there was tracy beaker who was in care yeah and wanting to be adopted there was the bed and breakfast style where they lived in a kind of dos house basically yeah um there was double act where the mum had died and yeah. the dad had remarried uh illustrated mum where her mum had mental health problems yeah um oh what was the, what bad girls yes bad girls bad girls where the, uh the girl got like a cool best friend yes uh, my, who was a bit of a rogue a bit of a tearaway i don't know if you ever read the girls in love series i didn't read that oh one. My goodness. <laughs> one of my favorite okay so girls in love it's like girls in love girls under pressure girls in tears girls out late okay and the girls <laughs> just standard list them off the girls under pressure book is one of my i was talking about this with my friend the other day because she was she's been re-listening to the um the audiobook of it yeah and in it girls under pressure ellie the the main character who's about 13 she's meant to be like a bit podgy although in the tv show when they made it was like beautiful um was olivia hallelan in that maybe olivia hallelan so in the book uh she be- kind of becomes anorexic uh and right. she stops eating but basically what happens is she goes swimming a bit more often than she used to and doesn't eat as much and they're like oh my god ellie you're anorexic and it's like i don't think she, I, I get what you're going for but <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah it's not not ideal um yeah. but yeah no but so whatever happens to jacqueline wilson she's she's great guys don't worry about yeah, her like yeah. you d- i mean you don't need to think about her 
I think, on the whole, literature that we know has still carried on. <laughs> Books are still being written. Books are still there. You'll notice that we've missed out on talking about things like Harry Potter. Yeah, I mean, um, have, you, have I think... you heard of Harry Potter recently? <laughs> I haven't heard, heard of... much about Harry Potter. Whatever happened to J.K. Rowling? Oh, um, I think, I think she's, she's fine. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I think. I she's, think she's fine. Okay. Um, but we just wanted to uh, kind of bring up some of our favorite literature from the 90s and remember the way you've got it literature well, like, because books and comics books and comics mm. basically but i'm just giving it a you know an all-encompassing phrase there no i appreciate this um and and going from going from the sublime to the ridiculous yes exactly <laughs> um if you've got anything you want to talk to us about drop us a line yeah at wh podcast yeah please. on twitter i mean you can email us if you want whatever happened podcast at gmail.com you can indeed yeah um and we will be back super soon yeah with more episodes more episodes i'm feeling a pogs episode is on the brink you're just gonna play pogs right i just want to play pogs in the studio that's all we're gonna do <laughs> and you can just listen <laughs> um so yeah please if you like the podcast let us know um also on itunes yeah share it with your friends um, and tell everyone about it yeah. and um let us know what you think please thank you all okay. right we love you lots we'll be uh, back soon bye bye